You're all set? I, I'm ready, yeah. You cool, Jeremy? <clears throat> all set. Beautiful. Okay, this is going to be fun. All right, so this is Better Than You Remember, ranking the Indiana Jones movies. I am Mike Moliterno. We are here with Steve Peterson Hello. and Jeremy Lydic, who is at home looking comfortable. Hey, guys, what's up? Very good. Uh, so this is the second episode of Better Than You Remember, and we're already kind of doing it a little bit different. I don't think there's really anybody who thinks the Indiana Jones movies aren't very good and need a revisit in order to appreciate them. But I was kind of thinking that maybe, not that these movies are better than you remember, but maybe that these movies are better in different ways than you remember. And maybe even that um, some of the movies you might, upon rewatching them now, find you like better than you thought. You might think that the order that you like them in is better than you remember. Without giving away anything, did anybody have that experience while you guys were watching them? Yeah, I. the, the, the initial thing that struck me, and this is more just a, a statement about cinema than the Indiana Jones movies uh, and the franchise there is just, at least with the first three movies, I got a very old school Hollywood feel to it. I mean, you know, there's no CGI. Well, if there is CGI, it's not a whole heck of a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. that set that they built, the set alone that they built for uh, the, the the altar of Kali and Temple of Doom. I mean, they built that. That wasn't green screen or anything. That's amazing. And you get that that rich feel to all of the Indiana Jones movies just because of the time that they were made in and uh, what they were able to do was just incredible. Yeah, I think... Uh Temple Doom probably had the best set design. Um, oh, it's the stuff in my face. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. But. Uh -huh. yeah. it, we it, should it almost definitely, say... It definitely evokes that whole phrase of uh, they don't make them like they used to. Right. Uh, that, that applies with the Indiana Jones movies also because I think <laughs> it, in some respects everything that we're going to say here almost doesn't apply to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And we're not going to sit here and slam Kingdom of the Crystal Skull the whole time. Everyone else has done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to be talking about things that we love about these movies, but I don't know. There's not much to love with that one. So the way we're going to do this is we're actually, we've broken, there are a lot of things that sort of recur in the Indiana Jones franchise. And so we're going to take all of those little things and sort of break them down and vote on which movie did those particular things best. So like best opening sequence, best uh, fist fight, stuff like that. And then what we're going to do is once we've ranked all of those, after we voted on all those, we're going to go through and give our individual movie rankings. And then what I'd like to do at the very end is kind of tally it up real quick and see how they compare to each other. So that's kind of the format that we're going to go go with does anyone i was going to do a quick just recap of of the series does anyone have anything else they want to say about the series just to start off any fond memories anything in particular the floor is open um nothing really i, I would say that growing up with temple of the doom um that movie always at least in my mind seems to be at the top but after rewatching the original trilogy, well, don't give it away. Don't give away. I'm just throwing it out there that since watching it, uh, it's, it's 
forced me to reevaluate the entire franchise and the Indiana Jones character. Of course, with the exception of Crystal Skull, which I haven't watched. So I apologize for that. So I'll abstain That's from right. anything Crystal okay. Skull related. And before we got started, Mike, you and I were talking and um, I had said that uh, Indiana Jones is like America's 007. I didn't really yes. get that until I rewatched the series last week because uh, you just thought like, all right, guy going on adventures. Well, that's all 007 is. It was, it was George Lucas's idea. That was exactly his, his idea. Yeah. So it's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think oh, it's, it's, pretty- it's, and it comes across clearly with his relationship with who would be considered the antagonist. I'm hesitant to call them villains. Uh, and I know we're going to be talking about this later on, so I won't give away too much of my opinions, but Indiana Jones as a character seems to have this reputation that precedes himself where no matter where he goes, people know Dr. Indiana Jones and who he is and what he's about. Even Mulroom, who lives in the temple, referred to him as Dr. Jones. Mm-hmm. And when he was kidnapped by the Thuggies, it's not like he, he would introduce himself as like, hi, I'm Dr. Indiana Jones. I'm a professor at a university in the United States. Can With I get one exception. of those stones for our... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of Crystal Skull, because apparently in that movie... He spent years being a top secret spy, so he can apparently all of a sudden travel the world and nobody recognizes him, unlike everything they've established throughout the series. But again, we're not going to crap on the Crystal Skull the whole time. I think right. we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's going to win that many categories. That's that's. I'll, my, I'll put up a fight. That's my prediction. Okay, here we go. Well, that's good. No. <laughs> so very quickly, just a quick recap, we're going to get into the categories. So the series begins in 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was made on a $20 million budget and grossed $384 million uh, and kind of changed action movies from that point forward. was directed by Steven Spielberg, of course, uh, written by Lawrence Kasdan, who also did like uh, Empire Strikes Back, a bunch of other big movies. And of course, the character was created by George Lucas. Uh, This, I think, sort of is part of a, a pretty amazing run that Harrison Ford has right beginning with 1980 uh, with, again, Lawrence Kasdan. In 1980, he makes Empire Strikes Back, maybe the greatest sequel of all time. In 1981, he makes Raiders of the Lost Ark, completely changes action movies. In 1982, he makes Blade Runner, which one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. 1983, Return of the Jedi, 1984, Temple of Doom, 1985, Witness. That's pretty. Those are five amazing movies to be starring in. That's, that's just amazing. an insane work schedule for one man to have. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're just always on year after year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But a sterling resume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, so, of course, he made uh, Temple of Doom in 1984. That grossed $331 million worldwide. Uh, writing credits to William Willard Huck and Gloria Katz. Then in 1989, we had Last Crusade, which grossed $474 million and was written by Jeffrey Bohm. And then a big gap, we have the often derided Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in 2008, which actually didn't do very bad. It made $790 million, so obviously it's a little bit more because of inflation. But it was actually the third most successful film of 2008 in the U.S. behind The Dark Knight and Iron Man. 
Don't call it a comeback. And and internationally, it was the second most popular film of the year behind only The Dark Knight. That's amazing. Popular when it came out, though. What? Yeah, what a gap between the quality of those two movies. That's just crazy. I mean, you throw an Indiana Jones movie out there, it's just going to do well by default. Right. But uh, I haven't heard really any negative comments about the original trilogy at all but crystal skull is 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 almost universally derided temple of doom there are some circles where temple of doom gets some some grief i don't really understand it but i i hear people who even compare the two saying that you know raiders of the lost ark and crusader sort of one thing and then temple of doom and kingdom of the crystal skull is another i think those people are insane there's just you'll never convince me of that those people are nuts. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Well, Temple of Doom really established the character. I mean, that that was such a huge... The difference between the Indiana Jones character and Raiders of the Lost Ark compared to Temple of Doom are two completely different guys. Oh, yeah. And there's a... We won't get into it now. But there's a whole thing where sort of if you look at the movies chronologically, you take like the little intro bit from uh, Last Crusade and stick that at the beginning of it and then watch Temple of Doom. And that, if you watch that whole thing, there is kind of a an arc that he goes on. So he's definitely the most, uh, the most unlikable he is, is when he's in temple of doom. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought he was most unlikable with Raiders of lost Ark. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. The debate continues. Let's go to the categories. Um, does everyone have the categories? Does everyone know what we're going to do? Do you want me to read them off? You'll have to read them off to me. I don't have, I just have my phone. Okay. Well, I'll just start off with the, categories as I have them written down in no particular order, but we're starting with best opening. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense. So um, the nominees that we have here for the best opening, the iconic boulder sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark, obviously the uh, poisoning at the club at the beginning of Temple of Doom, the whole cross of Coronado, Indiana Jones, when he's young sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we've got that spectacular sequence where there's some kids driving, listening to Elvis. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop you right there. I think I think you're automatically you're 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 misremembering what is an action sequence. Just because it wasn't at the immediate open of the movie does not make it the action sequence. Once Indy shows up in that warehouse, that's when it all goes down. That's the action no, 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 sequence. No. No, no, no. That that sequence doesn't get to include that whole thing because that's like 17 minutes long. It's because even um, no, see, like in Temple of Doom, I'm cutting that sequence off once they get in the airplane. Once you have the little travelogue thing where the plane goes over them, that's a that's we're in the movie now. That's yeah. not the opening sequence anymore. So that opening sequence, you can't count that whole thing. I'm counting that as just you know. I think yeah, those, very those kids driving. <laughs> That's the opening sequence. Yeah. Whenever you first put out the, uh, the sequences in the, in the Google Doc, I could have sworn you were talking about American Graffiti. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other it's very, a, movie. Yeah. Like, just like in Last Crusade, you don't get to, you know, move that sequence all the way into when Indiana Jones shows up. No, we're just talking about young Indiana Jones. That's the way, that's how it opens. That's, okay. yeah, that's the sequence. All right, right. It doesn't matter. It's not in the running. It can't. It can't be better. So, who wants to lead it off? Who's got? Who's got a vote for uh, best opening sequence? Why don't you lead the way, Mike? And why? 
You know, I think all of these have their merits. I, I think I kind of have to go with the boulder sequence. It's just completely iconic. It introduces Indiana Jones right off the bat as a complete badass when he whips the dude's hand. You know what I mean? It tells you everything you need to know about him. He's in an exotic location. He knows how to use a whip. He knows more than everybody who's around him. He's ready for danger. He can smell danger around the corner. And then it immediately humanizes him once he gets out of <laughs> the, uh, he escapes death. He runs out of there and then he's immediately just running for his life as those natives chase him. And he's, you know, and he's also scared of snakes because there's a snake in the cockpit. And that boulder just coming down as he like falls to his knee and keeps running is just absolutely iconic. I, I don't know how you, I love them all, but I have, I have reasons that all of them are my favorite. But I will say it doesn't have a line as good as the poison you just drank, Dr. Jones, which almost makes me want to put Temple of Dooms at the beginning. But I'm going to go with Boulder Sequence. I, I appreciate the, the Raiders uh, opening sequence, uh, particularly that, that moment you mentioned when he grabs the whip and whips the dude's hand. Uh, just from a cinematography point of view, there was like movie making 101, just like that quick little sequence of shots where he hears the gun cock, his eyes go to the side, shot down to the whip on his belt, grabs it, turns around, whips the dude's hand. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool little sequence, but I'm actually going to give the nod to Crusade uh, simply because I, I appreciated the little, I wouldn't even call them Easter eggs, but just little moments throughout that whole sequence of where he actually gets his whip, uh, snaps the whip at the lion and it slashes his jaw and, oh, that's how you got the scar. And uh, There's other little connecting points and it might be cheesy, it might be goofy, but uh, the, the older uh, guy, like one of the main Whoever the main dude is, that little clan of grave robbers gives him his hat. Yeah. It's like, oh, how nice. That's his hat that he keeps the rest of his life. Um, that hat holds up well. The hat, it's a the quality hat. hat. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though he lost his hat in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but uh, that's okay because you can't expect continuity from the first movie. When did he lose his hat? Um, I think it was – remember when he uh, – jumped off the the one boat and went to the German U-boat. Yeah. I yeah, he didn't have he his lost... hat. Oh. Yeah, never had his hat. Um, huh. But anyway, what I liked about the, uh, the Crusade opening sequence is how it connected later on in the movie. Uh, because that guy, he went back to get that cross. And uh, the, the, the guy on that ship who had initially taken the cross... I'll paraphrase because I don't know verbatim, but basically he says, you know, oh, we keep running into each other, Dr. Jones. And, and, and I think that relationship between that character really sets, you know, it doesn't set the stage because it's the third movie, but it's been consistent throughout all the movies where, again, Indiana Jones never really has villains. He has rivals. He has other rival people, which kind of goes back to my earlier point where, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he was the most unlikable in my opinion because he wasn't heroic. He was just as selfish as these other collectors who want that for his personal their personal collection, whereas Indiana Jones wants to take this thing and put it in a museum. Well, why are you taking it? Just leave it where it is. It's not yours. Leave it alone. And I, you know, that, that kind of 
in my opinion, he was never truly, he, the only time he was ever really heroic was in Temple of the Doom. I keep putting in the word the. I don't know why I do that. Temple of the Temple Doom. Temple of the Doom. It's not the <laughs> Facebook, Jeremy. It's just Facebook. It's right. I know. It's cleaner. <laughs> We're on the internet. Very good. Um, what about you? Oh, are you done? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, what about you, Steve? I'm Go also ahead. Gonna Kingdom say... of the Crystal Skull. What do you, what do you, oh, these kids, when they're driving the car, weaving in and out of traffic. No, it's a parable. <laughs> I am also going to say Boulder scene. I just think that again, you, you said it already. It's iconic. I just think it's so cool. It's, you know, that the switching, when he takes a statue and puts the sandbag on, it's on. And he just starts running for his life. I just think that's so cool. Cause I, you know, everyone in the theater is probably thinking, what would you do in that situation? And it's just like rolling at the audience. You can see Indy running towards you, and it's it's insane. I love it. And I always thought it was crazy that that's um, I can't think of his name right now. It's the guy that plays Doctor Octopus in uh, Spider Man Two. Is the dude that betrays him right there? It's like the crazy, oh, the crazy drug guy who's got the 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 Asian kid with him that throws the firecrackers and boogie nights that they try to rob. Yeah, remember he's like in his bathrobe and his underwear. That's him. That's the same guy. Wow, I never do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. So the win- anyway, the winner of that category, best opening, uh, by a vote of two to one, is the Boulder sequence. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did not make an appearance. Uh, Honorable mention. On- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on to best ending now. Now this here the nominees for best ending. Uh, we've got so the whole arc lightning sequence, Indian Marion tied to the pole and the arc being opened. We have the bridge cutting sequence for Holy Grail. We've got the Grail trials and all of the stuff that goes down, and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You've got the when they find the city of Akador and the aliens come. Sorry, spoiler alert. You shouldn't don't watch it anyway. So does anyone want to lead this one off? Go ahead, Steve. Why don't you start it off? Okay. Um, this is super hard, but I think it's probably going to go to Aliens. No, it's not Aliens. <laughs> uh, aliens had a great ending, though, by the way. When oh, yeah. the, when Ripley fights that the mom alien. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's the winner. That is a pretty, yeah, you know, they just come in out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I think the the best ending, probably. Well, for, I guess it's just my opinion is uh, the bridge. I mean, it's because it led up from everything that they've just gone through. That's such a like huge victory for Indy. It's just it's super chaotic, and um, he he was in like a, a place. He was completely out of his element, but he pulled it off. I, I, again, in that 007 style that only Indy will be able to pull off. I'll go ahead and second that. I'm going with Temple of Doom. Um, that the bridge scene, it was having just recently rewatched all of the movies, uh, at least the first three. Um, I think that ending was by far and away the most suspenseful. Um, there were some really cool little elements they threw in there. Um, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, communicating his plan to Short Round. So no one else could understand what he was saying. And he just kind of wraps his leg in the bridge. Which is a pretty good, that's a giveaway. <laughs> they all yeah, start grabbing onto the bridge. He's holding the knight. He's holding the sword at the ropes. I mean, <laughs> surprise. Oh, yeah. 
No, but I, I love that scene. I love how it ends. Um, and, and the final confrontation between him and Mulrum hanging on the bridge uh, really got very uh, visceral. Yeah. Uh, it was probably just the most visceral antagonist versus protagonist uh, uh, scene throughout the entire franchise. And um, what I can't understand, though, is so at the end when Indy brings the stone and the kids back to the village and the dude with the white hair comes up to him and is like, now you understand the magic of the rock. And Indy said, yes, I understand its power now. I still don't understand what the power is. I no. don't get it. It's just, it. It lights on fire. Who was going to just say, no, I, I still don't get it? <laughs> still don't get it. It's, don't understand. Didn't protect the one, you guys. Yeah. It's the artifact that you're just kind of like, I don't know what it does. Exa- apparently it. They make yeah. really neat nightlights. Yeah. yeah. They're great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only together, though. Right. Well, you know what? I'm going to, this one's going to be a sweep because I'm also going with the bridge cutting. Um, I think, first of all, it's an amazing sequence. It's super suspenseful. All of them have really suspenseful, great sequences. I, however, think this is the most rounded ending of any Indiana Jones movie because it's suspenseful, it's funny, it's moving. Like There there are parts where I get so worked up that I'm about to cry just because my adrenaline's pumping. I'm laughing. It starts off with one of the only funny... Willie has two funny moments in the movie, I think, and both of them are right here. When she sees Molaram, like right when she thinks she's done, she's getting off the bridge and he's right there and she just screams. It's it's the only scream that like she really should have done because that's exactly what I would have done. Yes. But Indiana Jones being chased by the guys, realizing he doesn't have his gun, it's funny. Shorty saying, oh my gosh, he's crazy. That's funny. You know, and then prepare to meet Kali in hell, you know, <laughs> cutting the thing, fighting the dudes. It, and, and I think you said it when he and Bolaram are sitting there grabbing onto each other and he starts speaking to him in, uh, Indian or whatever language they're speaking. And he, it's, you can tell he's, he's more than mad. He's morally like outraged at this guy. He thinks this guy's evil and this guy needs to die. And they don't just kill him. He gets to fall. He gets to hit every rock on the way down and then get eaten by alligators. It's right. just fantastic. <laughs> but at the same time, two seconds ago, it was very moving in a really, you know, kind of profound, almost good versus evil way that was not a joke. Right. Yes. You know. And, and, and that goes back to my point of where Temple of Doom is the first movie and possibly the only indie movie where he is truly a hero as opposed to an archaeologist trying to find his fortune and glory and they even talk about fortune and glory in that movie mm-hmm. and he he gets that you know the one last shanker stone and that his would be his prize for this whole ordeal and he returns it to the village along with the children yeah he gets madder in that movie than he does in any other movie it's it's the only movie where you can see he's just doing this because these people have pissed him off. They have so outraged him with how evil they are. He just wants to kill them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, bridge cutting. Best ending, bridge cutting. Unanimous. We will move on to the best villain. Our nominees are 
Belloc. Now, these are just the main villains. We're not doing, like, henchmen or anything. So we've got Belloc from Raiders, Molaram from Temple, <laughs> Donovan <laughs> from Last Crusade. It sounds a little bland. And I can't even remember the lady's name from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The girl with the butch haircut played by uh, Queen Elizabeth from the Elizabeth movies. <laughs> She's called <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> played by the Queen Elizabeth. Um, my, I, I'm going to go with Donovan. Really? Alex, it's probably not. It's probably not the most That's popular a pick. Shocker. Because his him as a villain was a shocker. Out of left field. Here's this guy, who, again, he could be considered uh, a rival, or at, at the very least. Um, someone on equal footing with Indiana Jones as someone who like, enjoys archaeology and history and all that stuff. And he has he, he is so driven to get the chalice, to get uh, to get the cup that he aligns himself with uh, the Nazis, who, there you go, in real life, the biggest villain group of all time. Mm-hmm. So he's willing to sell his soul to the Nazis and align himself with them just so he can get his hands on the Holy Grail. And that to me, I mean, Molaram, while cinematically he is definitely the most up there villain, like he might as well be in a superhero movie um, because of how outlandish he is. He's just abiding by his belief, his religion. He believes he's right, even though he's being completely evil and enslaving kids. Yeah. There's like still an element of, no, what I'm doing is the way my God tells me to do it. And it's evil, sure, by global standards, but it's still sort of based in some sort of theology. Whereas Donovan, it's purely self-interest. And he's there. There's absolutely nothing sacred to this dude, where he is willing to just line himself up. An American line himself up with the biggest uh, villainous group uh, in 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 the history of our world, just for to satisfy his own personal interest. Well, like I think it's interesting that m- most of the Indiana Jones villains, they're very similar to Indiana Jones. They're just a, maybe a slight, like a sliver less moral. They have just a tiny bit less scruples about how they're willing to go about it. Right. But they're almost there. Yeah. Right. What, what do you got, Steve? Molaram, 100%. <laughs> I, Enough the, said. He's the baddest dude. Like, he's just, he is evil. I, you, you see it in the dictionary. There's his face. Evil. I mean... Everything that he did was just insane. I too am going to go with. It's Molaram. not just the kids. Like, oh, go ahead. I mean, I, it's not just the kids, but like, I mean, even like the, the costume design. Like, just looking at the guy, you think, well, this guy is like, he's off his rocker for one, and right. that might be chalked up to his religious beliefs or whatever. But like the the, the headgear that he had. Even like down to his eyes, like I don't know if there how much makeup was involved, but like man, if you looked in that guy's eyes, there was a couple of shots of him. 
I, it was probably the lighting that really helped, but you just thought like, well, th- this guy believes that he is also like the baddest dude. And uh, I, I think, you know, Indy was right to get so angry with him. Well, I think there was even a scene on the altar of Kali uh, during one of the sacrifices where the fire was just illuminating his eyes. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I still can't get over any sequence that was on that altar is just mind-blowing, all the little details that went into it. It's mostly towards the end, around the sacrificing parts. Like, when he's holding up the heart, it's still, yeah. like, pumping. It's it's insane. I, I don't know. He he is the bad guy. Right. I also am going to go with Molaram. I really, really wanted to go with Belloc because I think he's kind of the flip side to the other side of the coin to Indiana Jones. I think he's really clever. I think he's kind of suave and cool. I think he's a great act, a great villain. I liked him. And then I just I keep going back to the scene where Marion, uh, where Marion starts seducing him and getting him drunk and almost gets away. And I just think. If she had tried to seduce Molaram with wine and charm, he'd have just smiled at her and ripped her heart out. Yep. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so I give it to Molaram. Okay. So winner, best villain, Molaram. Moving on to best love interest. Our categories are our nominees, obviously, are Marion, Willie, Elsa, and Marion once again. So I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll lead it off. <laughs> I'm going to go with Marion with Elsa as a close, close second. Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think you just kind of have to give it to her because uh, I think she's got a great relationship with Indiana. She's uh, uh, Karen Allen is a great actress and does a great job with her. She's an integral part of the story from beginning to end. She helps him out many, many times. She's capable of taking care of herself. And um, I think she's just, she's terrific. Elsa is also awesome, but I'm giving it to Marion. I'm right there with you for pretty much everything you just said. I mean, you can't beat the on-screen chemistry between uh, Elsa and Indy. Um, Not quite as intense as Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Batman Returns, but they definitely had some good on-screen chemistry. but yeah, Marion gets it, and for all the reasons you said, uh, what I liked especially was it wasn't um, an easy love interest whatsoever for Indy. Uh, she was challenging for him, and she was no, even though she got kidnapped, she still wasn't truly a damsel in distress. No. Uh, even when they were getting into that big fight in the market square before she got thrown into the back of the truck, um, she was holding her own in the fight. You know, she's no slouch. She can take care of herself, just like you said. Handy with a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> very, very strong character and uh, a, a, a very good uh, compliment to the Indiana Jones character. And a hell of a drinker. What do you got, Steve? Uh, it's Elsa for me. Elsa! Yeah. Very nice. Uh, well, similar this could have been an Elsa real real easy. It could have gone Elsa's way real easily. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think why you say that maybe is because she's also not a damsel in distress. Not completely. She still shares that interest of the adventure, of the artifact, and, like, pushing forward through all the danger. She's not, like, she's not helpless, but she's not afraid, I, I would say. She, I think she's the most interesting. I think she's more interesting than Marion. But she has a smaller role. That was the thing. is She doesn't have the, as big of a role. 
Right. You know. And she loses points for banging his dad. <laughs> oh, well, but now you're just judging. <laughs> well, I'm just, just saying. Come on. Okay, so we got Marion. Marion from uh, Raiders taking taking best love. Marion in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull comes in dead last. She's even worse than <laughs> Willie. I'm sorry. That's that's very insulting. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have that much. I don't have as big a problem with Willie as. Can we take a do. pit stop and talk about how annoying she was? <laughs> you go, go ahead. Talk about Willie. What do you got? Well, I. I the, Everyone the says she's annoying. Be original, yeah, the, Steve. Well, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't take this pit stop then. She's written to be annoying, though. It's, I it's, know that. Yeah. But, okay. So after you get Marion, though, you, you get this other girl who's not in it for the adventure. She's not, you know, a tough girl. Right. Like, she's just a comic she's more relief. Or less, yeah, she's more or less yeah. comic relief. And even then, I'm not even laughing at her. I'm just annoyed by her, just like Indy and Shorty. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. She is she is annoying. She's supposed to be annoying, and she doesn't have really a role. I mean, they even say how many times, you're glad I'm letting you tag along. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think they have a pretty darn good chemistry in the scene where they're kind of got the fruit thing going. You know what I mean? She pulls through, even though she's totally out of her element. She pulls through several times and saves Indiana Jones. Right. You know what I mean? And by the end, she's gotten pretty plucky. She's beaten people up. She's... You know what I mean? Keep in mind, this all happens within like a day. So she went from yeah scared, accidentally saving. Indiana How much of an arc did you want her to have in a day? She had, <laughs> but she had an arc. You know it what I mean? A, it was a it was a pretty big arc. She punches <laughs> that day. dude in the mine cart and gets him caught on the tracks, and then blow. Oh my gosh! In reality, not to be you know feminist or whatever, but uh, or sexist rather, <laughs> is uh, any other girl who started as that character would still just be crouching in that mind car. Just like, are you guys do all the work? Possibly. And, but see, that's and, why Willie's awesome. And we could also mm. throw in there that here's an American woman who is in all these other countries, no matter where she goes, no matter what happens, she's by herself. Yeah. And she's holding her own. She's taking care of her business. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of her backstory, but the fact that she's able to, you know, still carve out a life for herself wherever she goes and whatever setting she's in uh, speaks to her resourcefulness and her ability to rely on herself. Although I'm sure if she's I were put in danger. Well, I'm just saying, you. had I been in a gunfight, fallen out of a plane, fed bugs, fed brains, fed snakes and spiders, and then watched a guy get his heart ripped out, only to then be kidnapped and almost have my heart ripped out, I'd have done some screaming too. You that's did, a bad day. That's a bad yeah. day. Yeah, that's for one the day. The Willie of bad. like the last five minutes of the movie, though, when they get back to the village, you know what I mean? I could take. She redeemed she, herself in five well, minutes. Well, no, she would have been like <laughs> calmer, talking, not screaming so much. Like sure, sure. her and Indy actually had some chemistry. Yes. And I do like the scene with the fruit. All right. Willie has been redeemed somewhat. No. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to get Critter so many scene. letters. <laughs> right. Uh, every movie has a somewhat of a gross-out critter scene. So we're going to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark, Snakes, Indiana Jones' uh, Biggest Fear. We've got Bugs, where Willie comes in in Temple of Doom, Bugs. Uh, we have the Rats in Last Crusade, and we have the Ants in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Two, two quick things to get to before we go, before we vote. Just interesting items. 
Um, they actually covered Cape Capshaw in thousands and thousands of bugs for that scene in Temple of Doom, and she was so freaked out they had to give her sedatives in order for her to get through the scene. All those bugs are real. Wow. In in Temple, yeah, that's true. And the rats in Last Crusade were bred specifically for that scene, so that they, because well, if they just used regular rats, they would have diseases. So these were all. Uh, you know, Steven Spielberg could evidently just say, I need rats, breed I me. I need a rat farm. <laughs> yeah, wow. breed me 5,000 rats. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So what do we got? Who wants to take bugs or critters? Uh, I guess I'll start it off, and I'll just immediately vote for the snakes because they're a, a, a personal, irrational fear of my, my own. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all I got. Hate snakes. Don't like them. Don't want to be face to face with a hooded cobra whatsoever. No. Um, and then the, the idea of being trapped into a tomb that's loaded with uh, hideous, aggressive, poisonous snakes uh, terrifies me. So there yeah. you go. That's all I got. What you got, Steve? It's rats for me. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, also my irrational fear. I don't know if it's irrational, but I mean, I think it was mostly the number of rats. Rats aren't, you know, terrible, but like, how many did they uh, bring on set, Mike? I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, a lot, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they wore everywhere. They were falling out, and even when they flipped the, uh, I don't know what that was. They flipped it over, the so coffin. they kind of like, was it, okay? Uh, the coffin, the, the, the lid was kind of like arced, so you can stick your head and still breathe for a little bit. They were starting to come through that, and I was like, I'm out, not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one's going to be a draw because I'm going to go with the bug scene. Um, it's, and, oh, scene. Wow. it's it's not necessarily <clears throat> because I'm more afraid of bugs. I just think it's a better scene. I think it's, I think you can watch either one of those other scenes, and be more or less kind of comfortable. Nobody watches that bug scene without feeling like there's bugs crawling on you. You know what I mean? Not only that. Again, I think it's maybe the most rounded scene because it's terrifying it's gross it's hilarious indiana jones like indiana jones and short round are about to die and yet funny lines are getting you know what i mean willie saying funny stuff shorty saying funny stuff indy saying funny stuff the whole sequence is actually pretty hilarious and gross and scary all at the same time so i think shorty was the funniest in that scene he just kept yeah. screaming back in Indiana. You said stand here. <laughs> I stood me. right I, here. I did what you said. And then the button behind him was like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Where this one's going to be a draw. From, Where did the slime come from, though? Like, Rich, you had to reach in to grab the lever. I don't know. It's just bug, you know. Bug juice. Stuff. Bug yeah. Juice. Sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a slimy right. random stone hole to reach into to stop the yeah, it, it seems like a big t- it, it seems like a, a very critical engineering flaw <laughs> and anytime i watch the rat scene i can't get over that he's carrying this torch through these catacombs that are basically gasoline the whole time he's carrying it i'm watching it spark off and drip into the, the gasoline you know what i mean and then it takes the one dude one match to light the whole thing. The whole thing up, yeah. And I don't care if you flip the coffin over, you're gonna burn. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That the ga- that's all coming. Yeah. So yeah. that one has problems for me, so I don't know. Well, no winners there. Moving on to best death. 
We have a couple from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Face Melt and the Propeller Chop when Indiana Jones is fighting the big guy, German mechanic. From Temple of Doom, we've got the Heart Rip. We've got the Rock Grinder. And I'm going to go with the Gator Chomp of Molaram. Last Crusade, we've got Super Aging. The Chasm Drop, poor Elsa. And then in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we've got Eaten by Ants and the Alien Knowledge Stare. Does anyone want to take this one first? Why don't you take it away, Mike? All right. This one is tough for me, too. I think I got to go with the face melt, though. (laughs) Oh, well, it's so unexpected. It comes out, it's almost common. Every single time it happens, if it's somebody who's only watching this for the first time, it gets a reaction. Yeah. You're totally not expecting that dude's just, it's, it looks perfectly bad. You can tell it's fake in the most perfect way possible. It's terrific fodder for just countless memes. You can do so many things with it. It's just, I think it's just perfect. It has the perfect tone. I have to go with the face melt. I would almost agree with you, um, but I got to go with heart rip uh, almost because you don't know that's a possibility in this story. Like who, who would ever think, you know, you could rip someone's heart out, put them down to the fire. He's still alive. But then as everyone else is up top swaying around chanting, the heart just starts burning like i think that was the coolest thing and i think the but the you're right the the face melt is awesome there's there's been plenty of memes but the heart rip has also been memed a little bit maybe not as much uh steve i'm going with you man uh hard for me it's the heart rip heart rip heart rip uh because for the reason that steve said uh, you didn't know that that was a possibility. It, it it defies all medical logic. I mean, I can't rip out my own heart no. and have my chest my, my chest just like heals itself. Um, but it it does give it lends credibility to the power that Molarum holds uh, as a, a priest of Kali, and uh, uh, so yeah, it, it just adds a little bit more, uh, a little bit stronger element of terror, where it isn't just indie running from nazis it's like there's some serious stuff going on going on down in that temple that defies any kind of earthly logic and yeah it lends itself to just uh, the inherent fear throughout the entire movie um probably the closest that any indiana jones movie has come to a horror movie to be honest with you oh yeah those reasons i will Um, say i do appreciate the uh Special effects versus practical effects. So special effects, you know, when he his chest heals back up versus the face melt. That was a, like a wax head that they had sculpted and built layer after layer. So when it melted, they, they put a bunch of like space heaters and blow dryers around it or something to melt it over an extended period of time. That was like a time lapse. But it, it did look awesome. Oh, it's oh great. yeah, it looked real cool. <clears throat> I will say an honorable mention goes to... Uh, in- Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he just, the swordman steps up in front of him and he pulls the gun out nonchalantly, pops him in the chest. <laughs> yeah, that's iconic. Yeah. And it's it's I, iconic, and they even they even spoofed it in the next movie because there were two swordsmen, so he pulled out the gun. Well, he didn't have the gun. He reached for it and wasn't there. Right. Yeah. 
which kind of causes a problem since technically that happened first because Temple is a prequel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I didn't know that. Temple of Doom takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? It takes place like unaware. a year or two before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait a second. Either. But the, the guy that uh, Indy was talking to at the, the dinner at the palace, uh-huh. the guy, I thought he referenced Raiders of the Lost Ark because he said, just a year or so ago, you were out robbing graves. Well, no, no, no. That's just because that's what Indiana Jones does. Here's another thing. Here's a creepy part. You'll also remember he says something about, weren't you in trouble because so-and-so was after you? And he kind of alludes to him possibly sleeping with a young girl. You remember he says something like that? Because Indiana says, he says, wasn't he going to cut off your... And uh, Indiana goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, well, it was my misunderstanding. So now you've got... This, whoever this girl is that we've never seen, that this guy's talking about Indiana having a tryst with, and Marion, who we already know he had a relationship with when she was very young. So that's why, I mean, if you if you watch them sort of chronologically, there there is a little bit of a, a growth. The first in, in Temple of Doom, Indiana <laughs> might have some questionable <laughs> dalliances. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you look at the dates, it's like a year or two before Raiders. It's supposed to take place. Yeah. Okay. I, I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. That changes everything. I, yeah, see? <laughs> All right. Moving on to best chase. We've got the truck drag sequence from Raiders of the Lost Ark. We all know what that is? Yeah. Okay. We've got the minecart chase in Temple of Doom. The tank chase in... Last Crusade, and the iconic spider monkey slash fencing scene in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It was one of the most majestic moments in cinema history. Yeah. Up until that point, I had no idea that that, those, those rules applied in the Kingdom, in the Indiana Jones universe. I had no idea that spider monkeys could be called upon as allies. You have to be one with nature, Mike. Yeah. Someday. Uh huh. What do what do we think? I'll start. I I will immediately throw my vote in for the minecart chase. Oh, I think that was the most actiony one. It was so quick paced, and you think after they get rid of the first cart that's chasing them, there's another one like right there, right off the bat, and you're back to square one where you're having someone chasing you on these like weaving you know crazy uh small tunnel minecarts i mean it, it was insane they had to get pretty clever too because if you think about it it shouldn't be that exciting a minecart track should only you know that thing was flying well i guess what i'm saying is it's like a railroad like a, a train chase the track only allows you to be behind each other so right the, the action is almost, you know, kind of limited, but they, they figured it out. They had, like, different paths and everything that yeah. everyone could have taken. And lava. And lava. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There were a couple of moments during the, the railcar chase that just... Okay, so they're being chased by guys in, in other railcars, some of them wielding rifles. 
and these guys are just firing at will at Indy in this cart, not hitting anything. But then <laughs> they are the stormtroopers of this franchise, <laughs> right? They're the stormtroopers. But then <clears throat> they need to get onto the to, for the one car to get onto the high track. He shoots his rifle at the lever that switches the tracks. So you mean he could pinpoint shot that little thing that moves the lever, but he can't hit three people in a car. You can't get them all. They were ducking. <laughs> they were ducking. They were doing this. Ah! Yeah. Now, for me, it's the tank. Uh, I don't know why. I just thought the tank was the most suspenseful scene, even though I really appreciated the chase in radar and Raiders because it was that whole thing where they, you know, they, they filmed it at a certain speed and then just sped up the film. And you can kind of tell because of the herky-jerky movements. It reminded me very much of a Mad Max movie. But uh, I got to go with the tank scene. I, I think it was just a more suspenseful type thing because there is a definitive ending. Here comes the cliff. Oh, my God. And we can't steer this thing. Oh, my God. <clears throat> we got we to have to accomplish so much until this tank rolls off the edge of the cliff. I'm going to do the tank one, too. And again, I'm going to go back to I think it's the most rounded there are moments of humor in it, you know, with uh, his father's in the thing. Marcus is in the tank. He's got to save them. You know what I mean? He's he's getting beat up while he's keeping his dad from, you know, getting run over by the tank. He's got his, you know, dad lassoed by the with his whip or whatever, and he's taking a beating. He's getting dragged by the thing. He shoots the gun, and it goes through three of the Germans. And you know what I mean? It's just there's so much stuff. Donald, plus him jumping off the horse onto the tank, just immediately you're like, oh, this is awesome. And you can tell somebody somebody did that. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go with Crusade. Last of the last Crusade takes best chasing, best artifact. We got the Ark of the Covenant, the Shankara Stones, the Holy Grail, and the Crystal Skull. I'm going to have to go with the Ark of the Covenant, I think. It's the coolest looking. Um, it's, I think, maybe the most well-known of the artifacts. And you don't want to mess with it, man. You know what I mean? Thing shoots lightning. It'll melt your face off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I got to go with the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go with the Shankara Stones. Really? No reason, for no reason other than the fact that they glow. And I appreciated the arc. I thought it was a very pretty artifact, but it kind of doesn't. So, all right. So there, uh, there are a lot of parallels between Raiders and Last Crusade. Yeah. In some parts, it actually feels like Crusade is just a replication of that first movie, but with different people and different lines. Mm -hmm. It has very similar progress. And, of course, they're both... Christian artifacts. The Holy well, Grail sort of, made yeah, kind sort of, of right. but the the Holy Grail made more sense the way it looked because and Indy's character even says in the film, like, oh, it, it would be the cup of a carpenter. It wouldn't be any of these elaborate things. It would be just a simple thing. So well, the art literally found, would be an elaborate thing like that. That's literally what it was supposed to look like. Was it though? I thought it would yeah. be more instead of being that elaborate, it would just be a very simple thing. Oh no 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 no! It's it's described in in detail. It's it, it, even the measurements of it are described. 
the, uh, the I believe even the lengths of the poles that were supposed to carry it are described in detail in the Bible. Oh. And in the uh, the Torah, the Jewish Bible, is that what it's called? I think the Jewish Bible. <laughs> well, the first, you know what I mean. The Old Testament is also the Jewish Bible, and I can't remember. Right. What it, yeah. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, then I I sit corrected. I think maybe the Ark then is. I I just. Oh, I don't try to change your mind, but that is actually what it supposedly looks like. It's supposed to have the cherubs on the on the top facing outward and everything. It's all of that is is actually accurate to how it's depicted. Gotcha. Or how it's uh, not depicted but described. Well, that makes more sense to me then. I I had presumed that they just made it elaborate for the sake of the film. I didn't realize it was supposed to be that uh, ornate of a structure. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be lined with solid gold, all of that. Oh, all right then. Yeah. Well, I choose the Holy Grail. <laughs> Who doesn't want to have immortal, you know, everlasting life? That's that's so cool. I know you're What a chip. You got to live what? in that cave with that old dude for the rest of your life, though. You don't know that guy. Don't judge him. Sit there forever. All I can hear is... Freddie Mercury singing, who wants to live forever? Like, yeah, get me out of this cave. I'm ready to die. Nah, I think it was awesome. And I think um, mostly because it saved uh, Andy's dad's life. That was such a clutch moment. And it that was the only artifact that actually really helped Andy and his friends. Right. And it really helped. Again, it kind of lent itself to the character as well. Yeah, the development of the indie character because there was that perfect moment when well, Elsa falling doesn't falling doesn't make it a perfect moment, but <laughs> after she falls and Indy's reaching for the cup and uh, he does the same just, thing. Yeah, he El- does Elsa the same wouldn't thing. give her hand. Andy wasn't about to give his hand, and then he finally did because his dad yeah. had that. Well, I I guess that'll be in a, a future segment here, but uh, well, and his dad had that awesome moment. Yeah. You know, where he actually called him Indiana for the first time. Right. So, okay. So I have no idea to, where we, we left off with this. Well, I, I, need, I need to know where you left off. It sounds like you're voting for all of them. What, what's your <laughs> vote, Jeremy? He's cheating. Uh, I actually, I, I'm, I'm comfortably changing my answer to the Ark of the Covenant based on your explanation, Mike. All right. Two more categories, then we're ranking and we're, we're finishing this up. It's close. Okay, so we've got best fist fight, best oh come on moment. So far, again, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a no show, but uh, it could be in the oh come on moment. <laughs> All right, best fist fight. We're going with Indy versus the huge shirtless Nazi, the Nazi mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <clears throat> Indy versus the huge bearded thuggy in Temple of Doom, and Indy versus the Russian guy in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull who gets eaten by the ants, that guy. I couldn't really think of a good fist fight in Raiders of the, or Last Crusade, um, so I didn't really put it in there. Does anyone know I of can't one? think of one either. Yeah, there really isn't one. Interesting note, though, most of these guys are played by the same actor. Um, the guy's name... It's so cool. <laughs> is Pat Roach? He actually Shout plays out to Pat Roach. Yeah, he actually plays the Sherpa in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the guy that Indiana Jones ends up shooting and fighting in Marion's Bar. 
He plays the Nazi mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He plays the head guard in Temple of Doom, the guy that Indiana Jones fist fights. He plays a Gestapo officer in Last Crusade, although I'm not sure who he is. And interesting note, he also plays General Kale in Willow. Yeah, really like crazy career. We're talking a Harrison Ford career right there. Well, this guy is very, (laughs) very, he's got a very narrow range. (laughs) We need you to be big and throw a punch. Yeah, and then get gruesomely killed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who wants to take fist fight? Uh, I'll do that one. I vote for Andy versus huge shirtless Nazi um, only because it's kind of funny that they went through that entire fight and then all of a sudden the plane just turns and starts propelling him. (laughs) It is a good death and the dude's kicking the crap out of Indy. I'll go with uh, the huge thuggy guard. I just thought that was a little bit more intense fight. And uh, the rock crusher scene was also one of my favorite deaths uh, throughout the whole franchise. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, man, it's, I'm not, I don't understand the physics of how little Indiana Jones can eventually overtake these huge dudes who all they do is fight. That's, That's clearly what they do. We're here to break skulls, and yet he always seems to manage to get over on them. And I don't know. But at least Indiana Jones had a very classic cinematic moment where when almost all hope was lost, Short Round managed to pull the dagger out of the little voodoo doll, and the Indiana Jones music kicks on, and he snaps back to life. He jumps to his feet and he's just going Rocky Balboa on the big tuggy and again, again, somehow beating him. Yeah, but uh, it's very, it was very rocky. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm also going with Temple of Doom with that scene. I think it's a much more suspenseful uh, fight scene because yeah, Indy's. uh, I mean, when he's fighting the mechanic, yeah, he's got Marion there to worry about and everything, but this one really looked like he was going to get killed. You know, he's not going to get killed, but. You know, he's got the voodoo doll going on. That dude is just terrifying looking also. Indy's hitting him with sledgehammers. You know what I mean? He's doing everything he can. And then I also, I kind of think that the death is a little bit more significant, a little bit more memorable because Indiana actually tries to save him. Yes. You know what I mean? Even even this dude, this guy who's been beating children, this evil, evil person... Even this guy, Indy's like, nobody deserves to die the way this guy's about to die. and <laughs> But he does. <laughs> yeah. And he's got plenty of beef with the guy because this mm-hmm. is the dude who was using his own bullwhip. Oh, yeah. Lacerate his back <clears throat> just a few moments ago. Okay. Final category. We've got the best oh, come on moment. We have got... Uh, ta, 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 ta. The coal car landing perfectly on the tracks during the mine car race. That's pretty unbelievable. Jumping out of the plane with only a raft in Temple of Doom. That's 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 up there. Indy somehow escaping the tank before it goes off the cliff in um, The Last Crusade. Pretty crazy. Then we're also going to go with 
Indy surviving a nuclear blast in a refrigerator from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Mutt uh, swinging with spider monkeys. Okay. Again, pretty much everything. Yeah. And, and that whole scene. The greatest of much. ease. <laughs> yeah. He just magically knows how to swing through the jungle. And I'm also going to include the part where they drive the car off the cliff, land it onto a tree. And then the tree lowers them peacefully into the river where the car magically floats. And then they're able to somehow steer it to shore. Well, since this is my (laughs) suggested category, I'll start it off. And uh, originally, I, when I suggested this category, it's because I just wanted to rail on the whole rail car thing. Oh, it was a cool moment when I was a kid, and then now that I'm adult and I think back to it, it's like really, really that how they fell so many feet at such an incredible high speed, and it managed to just land naturally on those tracks. The, this rusty, crappy rail car that looks like it can fall apart at any moment right. lands gracefully on the tracks and maintains its speed, and they get away. That's beyond unbelievable. And I know that we're talking about a, a fictional character here, but, um, but you no, stumbled onto I'm, something though, because most people go for that raft sequence. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, but I'm, that, if you I, think, I, I could almost believe the raft sequence more than I could what you're the, the <laughs> mind cart thing. Now that you're talking about it. But see, I'm changing my answer to the raft thing. Ah, I was hey. in from rail car to raft only because after re- again, I, that the rail car was the scene that stuck out in my memory. Mm-hmm. But then I rewatched the movie. I had completely forgotten about the raft scene. It's like, dude, they jumped out of a plane. That's way higher up than that rail car fell, and all they had was a raft. Those rafts, the the, the bottom part, it's not like a cushion. It's it's not this very soft thing that would have liquefied them that fall. <laughs> <laughs> that would have liquefied them. Their their legs would be no more if they were kneeling on that raft and it landed. It, it would have been no no. Hmm. That's dumb. I didn't like that scene at all. Exciting, very exciting, but uh, to fall from an airplane without a parachute, it, it's death. It's death. Yeah, we're going to give you Raft with an asterisk because you haven't seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And if you think that's silly and crazy and and, (laughs) and completely unbelievable, you haven't seen anything yet. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to speak for you. Um, It's going to be the refrigerator. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the most ridiculous thing in like storytelling history that's that's the story that you tell at the bar to say yeah one time i was about to be you know blown up and i got into this fridge and i survived like i walked away like no no one has that story for real you only tell that because you have to one up someone else (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm right there with you um it's the refrigerator it's the complete ridiculous ultimate it's the ultimate eye roll moment and with that i think we we have of a all winner. Time. i think crystal skull just got uh yeah pulled got ahead the board, here. Huh? kingdom of the crystal <laughs> skull is on the board it's finally made it <laughs> <clears throat> now well, now we have to watch the end of crystal skull uh. all right well let's move on to ranking our movies we'll do this real quick we've kind of talked about all of the different things so <clears throat> 
we're just gonna go from four to, well, here's how we'll do it actually. We'll start with our, our least favorite. We'll start at number four. We'll just go around. As each movie comes into play, we'll discuss briefly, and then we'll just go down, down the list. So I think we're all gonna start with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Am I wrong in that? Does anyone else have something different for number four? Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have anything else. <laughs> all right. And there's not much to say about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't really even wanna talk about it. It's obviously the worst. It's so far beyond, uh, so far behind the rest of the other movies, I don't even really count it. They I'm are really interested in watching it. Well, they are making a um, another Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if you guys know that. There is an untitled... It should come out. Yeah. So well, we don't know because everything's being delayed, but... Yeah. Hopefully they learn their lesson. So here's where it'll actually get interesting is number three. So what do we got for number three? Does anyone want to start us off? Number three, I... <laughs> You guys are probably going to hate me for this, but uh, for me, it's um, Temple of Doom. Steve is going Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll take over and... Well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. Let's, is he going to defend it? He's, I think he's got to defend it. Oh, do no, I? No, you don't have to defend it, but we, you know, you got to tell us kind of why. Uh, okay, well, it's a combination of... The artifact wasn't that great. The lady, um, what's her name? I don't even know her name. Willie. I, don't, I don't like her. Yeah, Willie. She's not great. Uh, and just because you come back in the last five minutes doesn't make you a good character. Um, and I, I hate saying it's my third favorite because I love the bad guy. I love the set design. It's, it's, it's awesome, but it's not as good as the other ones, in my opinion. Okay. Mike? Number three. <clears throat> I think this is going to be... I think most people will be surprised by this. I'm going Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is of the, of the original trilogy, it's my... I can't even say it's my least favorite, but it's the one that I want to rewatch the least. Um, I'm not really sure why. It's not... Uh, Temple of Doom is probably the one that I've seen the most. Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably the one I've seen the second most, but I don't know. Whenever I think of Indiana Jones, just moments from the other two movies pop into my mind. Raiders of the Lost Ark is the one that I, it has the least amount of things that I want to go back and relive. Even though I think most people would consider it the best and say it's their favorite, I, I got to say it's my, it's, it's my number three. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, and it's not for, it's not because the movie is lacking anything. No. Uh, it's, it's got some of the most iconic moments out of the entire franchise. Uh, it's got some of the most spoofed moments in the entire franchise. Uh, and it really set the pace for the character and what we can expect for Indiana Jones movies moving forward. But because it's the first, because it wasn't an Indiana Jones movie yet mm. in the same way that Last Crusade and Temple of Doom were, oh, well, there's another Indiana Jones movie coming. I got to go see that. It was just getting the ball rolling. It's like a, a New Hope with Star Wars or the first Mad Max movie. It's like, yeah, they're good movies. Mm. But Mad Max is no uh, Road Warrior. 
No. And it's, you know, <laughs> and uh, A New Hope is certainly no Empire Strikes Back. Uh, just because it was just laying the groundwork and it's a good movie. But if you're going to put all of them on equal footing as films, uh, again, Temple of Doom just has some incredible sets and it's really action packed and very exciting, has some very chilling moments. Uh, and Last Crusade, not only is it a fantastic movie, but then you got the star power of Sean Connery. Mm. He's incredible. He's an amazing uh, compliment to Indiana Jones uh, to the point where he's not a sidekick in the same way that Short Round was a sidekick and Salah was a sidekick in the first movie. He was like an equal. So right there, it just adds more and more high-powered ingredients to that film. So without, you know, throwing dirt at Raise the Lost Ark, it, it still oh, doesn't yeah. compare to the other two. And again, kind of they, they really, it couldn't have been any more perfect casting with Sean Connery because as we said at the beginning, Indiana Jones is essentially the American James Bond and they got James Bond to play his dad, you know, and he was fantastic at it. Fantastic. Yeah. Even though I think I can't, I don't know what exactly it is, but if you look at their ages, Sean Connery is nowhere near old enough to be uh, Harrison Ford's dad. You know what I mean? They, they they pulled it off in the movie, but he's yeah. Uh, so Steve, you kind of started it off with with um, with yours. Why don't you give us your number two? Uh, I would say for all the reasons that you guys just said, it's uh, Raiders. Why did you like Raiders more than Temple of Doom? Yeah, why did you, Steve? <laughs> well, a better woman, Marion, <laughs> way better. And better artifacts. Again, it's I'm kind of more focused, I guess, on the adventure and you know who he's surrounding himself with. Not to say that you know anyone else is bad, but Marion's you know the classic girl that you kind of want by your side. And it's the arc. Like, come on, let's let's go get it. <laughs> All right, Mike. What was your number two? Number two, I got Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is my is my number two. I think it's, I think Temple of Doom is a couple of tweaks away from being the best in the franchise. I don't know why some people give Temple of Doom the grief that they give it. There are some, there are one or two things that you could definitely tweak with the movie, dinner scene included. Um, but I think one or two tweaks, and that movie is just fantastic. I think Indiana. First of all, Harrison Ford. I think. It's his best performance as Indiana Jones. I think that is the quintessential Indiana Jones performance. He looks fantastic. When he's on that bridge, he looks, he is jacked. That guy is awesome. It is, I think, his most nuanced performance as Indiana Jones in many ways. Because, again, I don't think I've ever seen Indiana Jones that angry, that passionate about what he's doing as he is in Temple of Doom. Um and he, it, there may not be any more badass moment in the entire um, franchise than when he finally gets uh, unbrainwashed and he decides we've got to go free these kids. And John Williams just ratchets up one heck of a score, just gets the blood flowing, and that mine car comes up and they just stop in their tracks and he's just standing in their path just he's ready to take them all on he's ready to kill them all 
Indiana Jones, I think, in that movie isn't a human being. Like, he's always a human being. They always make sure they ground him. They, they try not to make him too much of a, a superhero. In that one, he's he's somewhat slightly more than a man. You know what I mean? Like, even in that moment, you just, all they do is they cut away to 10 feet away and bodies just start flying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know what that I mean? One it's just, punch. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he, he comes that close to being a superhero in Temple of Doom. Um, and it, I just think it's, it's, yeah, I love Temple of Doom. It's also the first one I saw, so I have a little bit of a, a, a bias, but. I, I I continue to rewatch it, and every time I rewatch it, I find new things that I love about it. I agree with you. Uh, Temple is going to be mine number two for many of the reasons that you just said. And again, I think uh, the character comes through, as you said, slightly more superhuman uh, than his more grounded self, um, which for me kind of why is is kind of why i'm keeping it at number two as opposed to my top Uh, because just like you i mean that was the first one that i saw grew up watching it grew up loving it uh so i got that huge nostalgic bias uh, that goes along with it but um because he wasn't or he at least he didn't seem to be in as much mortal danger being one dude taking on an entire tuggy tribe uh it it, it 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 kind of killed it a little bit for me. I kind of like my Indiana Jones to be not the most likable character in the world. I kind of like him to be um, a little bit more fortune and glory than heroic. Just because I don't think the nature of the character was intentionally supposed to be heroic. He was supposed to be fortune and glory going off and you know gallivanting around the world and grabbing these artifacts and bringing him back to the museum and being uh, a, a hero in the academic sense. Um, but I mean, I, I love Temple. I, I, I will sit there and watch it in heartbeat without any questions asked. Uh, but for me, it, it's still not quite there. It's not as rounded as a movie as I would like. Um, and I do think it kind of takes away a little bit from the, the, uh, the nature of the Indiana Jones character. It's a little bit too black and white for me. I like some, I like some gray area between good and evil. Well, that only leaves uh, Last Crusade as my favorite of the three that we're actually talking about. <laughs> um, again, I go back to the woman. Uh, she's great. It's always the woman. It's the, well, come on, you're Indiana Jones. You got to have a good woman by your side, right. even That's though true. she was, you know, a Nazi. But um, she's the most interesting too because she actually yeah. is a villain also, and it's right. the, it's the only time it happens in any of the other movies. Yeah, right. And again, I go back to the artifact being that's the coolest one to me. I mean, even though you can't get out of that, still having immortality, it's just cool. I I, I think the adventure to get to that point. I think that would have been the one that I would have liked to gone on that adventure. Also the aging scene was, that was pretty cool. (laughs) 
Any thoughts on Last Crusade, Jeremy? Plenty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I, I liked the, it was my favorite intro. Uh, I like having the, the young Indiana Jones and then transitioning to the current Indiana Jones just to show um, how the character got his start. Um, again, you got the star power of Sean Connery, who is outstanding as uh, Henry Jones Sr. Um, I enjoyed the twist of the rival sort of becoming a villain. And I really, for me, it's not an Indiana Jones movie unless he's fighting Nazis. I don't know why that's a thing for me, but it is. Um, and it's kind of the reason why I liked Donovan as the, you know, the, the, the head antagonist. Just uh, the Nazis evoke a, an immediate sense of revulsion and, and good versus evil in the truest sense that we can uh, identify with as people living on this planet because they're, they weren't super villains. They weren't Thanos with, uh, you know, the infinity gauntlet. They were people too, but they did the most heinous atrocities. So having Indiana Jones as this uh, sort of thorn in their side and having him always have to go against them and, and, and their interests at the, it just it just makes for a more complete Indiana Jones movie, but uh, the pacing from start to finish I thought Crusade was just fantastic, you know where the temple the Temple of Doom kind of stalled a little bit here and there. I think the the pacing uh, with Last Crusade was just flawless from start to finish, uh, never a dull moment. It never seemed too short. It never seemed too long. Uh, had just the right amount of comic relief. Um, utilized all the side characters perfectly well. Everyone had a great personality. No one was one-dimensional. Um, the death scene, yeah, taking life away in that kind of way is its a lot different than just choking like it had been poisoned. Uh, but actually aging the process, or moving the process of aging ahead uh, forward was just a really fun effect. But uh, no, overall, I thought it was a great flick. And um, if, if, if Indiana Jones had any element of uh, selfishness as a art collector as an artifact collector uh, that was uh, redeemed in that last moment where uh, you know his dad pulled him up and he allowed himself to let the Holy Grail go and yeah. just be satisfied with the fact that he had achieved the quest and and had a had a good ending oh yeah it uh, I think Crusade is definitely the most uh, consistent one I, I kind of think temple if Temple could have kept the pace up, I think it could have been my favorite. Crusade, I think, it's just much more consistent than the rest of them. And I think a lot of that is so is so helped out by Sean Connery. I think no other movie has Sean Connery in it, and he's so he's just such a perfect character. You know what I mean? He's so good. He makes Indiana Jones so human, the way he's constantly talking down to him the way he's just not impressed by anything that we're every time Indiana Jones kills somebody, we're like, yeah. And he's just not impressed at all. He's disgusted by him, but it has, it might be the funniest of them all. It has some of the best action sequences. We never even talk about the, the Venice boat chase sequence when he and that guy are beating the crap out of each other while that propeller is chopping the boat. They're standing on to bits. That is an amazing sequence. It's got some of the best, 
sort of archaeological puzzles of the whole thing with his grail diary, with him doing the Roman numerals in the the the, the old church and everything in the library. The and then, yeah, the guy stamping the thing. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. The librarian. Everything they do in it absolutely works. I, I, I love him pretending he's the Scottish Lord. I would almost love to see him, you know what I mean, just doing some kind of like mystery mansion sort of thing it almost goes there for a second and it's hilarious he uh they bring marcus back and all of a sudden they're like oh yeah marcus can be hilarious he's not funny in the first one but they bring him back and all you know what i mean that's one of the greatest lines ever is when you know he he's got a three-day head start he knows every language every custom he'll blend in you'll never find him and then he's just ah does anyone here speak english it's just absolutely hilarious. Everything in that movie works, and then they literally ride off into the sunset. It's just... And the trials, too. Going back to yeah. what you're talking about with the puzzles, uh, you know, the, the trials um, were just so well thought out. See, uh, I kind of have a problem with them. Really? I sort of do, because the first one is really the only one that seems dangerous. As long as you can spell... You can do the second one. And the third one is really just a matter of like, oh, you know, like kind of just, oh, I see it now. There's a bridge there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even the one the one where like he has to kneel, it seems like so lucky. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you figured it out, you could kneel in the wrong spot and then not have the, you know, wherewithal to go oh i should also do a somersault really fast before this other one comes up right because this yeah. even if you kneel in place that second one's going to slice you in half vertically mm. yeah <laughs> and then is it like spiritual because it looks like a ghost is coming after him but then apparently it's just this old like booby trap that he can throw a rope around and now it's disabled i don't know right the trials are cool but well it, it took the element of the puzzle solving and yeah. brought it back full force because there was really no puzzle in Temple of Doom, not that I can think of. No, uh -uh. Uh, I mean the first one certainly had its puzzles, but they were kind of minor compared to everything. I mean, Last Crusade brought that concept back in full force. Yeah, puzzles and booby traps, and uh, I just really appreciated that element in that film. Well, we've got a unanimous, a unanimous decision that Crusade is our favorite. We've got two people saying Temple of Doom. And two people saying Raiders of the Lost Ark is third. Steve is the the odd man out going with Temple 3, Raiders 2, Last Crusade 1. Here is actually, so here's, I did a quick tally. As far as our voting went, Temple of Doom won the votes in categories. It was close. And Ark came in uh, second. So Temple of Doom won four categories. Raiders of the Lost Ark won three. Last Crusade won one. Yeah. Same amount of uh, of categories as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. Only well, that just one. tells you Crystal Skull was also a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> which one, uh, Crusade, which one did it win? Crusade only won Best Chase, actually. Oh. Yeah. Steve, you actually preferred Temple of Doom by a wide margin in the categories. You had You, you selected it five times. Wow. You selected Raiders of the Ark twice and Last Crusade three times. Jeremy, you were dead even. Three across the board for each each movie. 
And then I actually had Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom tied at four categories apiece, and only one category for um, The Last Crusade. What did I pick? Oh, I think the tank chase. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so there we go. Did, was anyone surprised by what we what we found out? Or I think I'm kind of surprised, but I think it also is a result of the categories that we voted on. It's like one movie can have so many good parts, but it's still not as good as another movie. Yeah. Right. And clearly, I think Sean Connery pulled, based on all of our conversation about the, the last crusade it sounds like sean connery pretty much won our hearts oh he punches way above his weight even though he's sean connery and he single-handedly like takes that movie to a whole nother level yeah 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 that's that's the biggest thing is none of those other movies have sean connery in them that's it yeah well i think that's it um any any last thoughts no i thought this was really fun i like exploring yeah. a series rather than just one movie no, that's terrific. Yeah, I think we should do this again, maybe with the uh, Star Wars or Ooh. or something. Or, I don't yeah, know. Just going right for the top ones, or maybe Back <laughs> to the Future. Oh, but, I don't know. Fun. We'll see. <laughs>